Welcome to Sidebar, a podcast from Hillside Community Church. I'm Jared, and each week I sit down with Pastor Aaron to pick his brain on biblical truths about relevant issues. After the episode, stay tuned to learn how to connect with us for more resources. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sidebar Podcast. I'm Aaron McRae here live in the studio at Hillside Community Church with video guy Jared. Jared, how's it going today? I'm good. You're good. That's good to hear. Did you know this was called Studio G? Studio G? Yeah. I did not know that. I named G it stands after, for what? I named it after my father. Oh, I like that. God. <laughs> it's God's studio. Studio G. I like that. That's pretty good. What's happening? What you been up to? Ah, same old, same old, I think. Not, not a whole lot different in life. Basketball is in full effect. Very little competition from football. No competition from baseball. Uh, in my bra- in my brain, my house, no competition from hockey. So I'm a basketball guy. So I Super- guess it's my time of year. Super Bowl's coming up. Super Bowl It'll is be this weekend. Here. Who's going to win? Oh, I think Kansas City is going to be hard to beat. Oh, really? You know You're how many Eagles fans? I'm not, but you know how many Eagles fans there are out there? there? Lot. We there just lost lot. most of our I'm listeners. Actually, I think it'll be a really good game. So I, I'm hoping it's not one of those blowouts that by halftime you're bored to death. So just looking for a good game. Are you in a pool? Be careful how you answer no. this. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm not in a pool betting and I'm not in a pool in Swimming. California because the price of gas, like we said last time, natural gas is too high to heat a pool. So yes. no, no pools. So you and I went out this week and yeah. we filmed at uh, the California Botanical Garden. Shout out to Phil Majors, which... Yes, for hooking us up with California Botanical Gardens. Who knew Claremont, California had such an... I, I mean, a lot of people knew, but you and I didn't know. We didn't it was know. gorgeous. Yeah. It was a gorgeous place. And gorgeous then you day. walk through different uh, California environments. Like yeah. we had the Joshua Tree area. We had the... Redwoods. The Redwoods. Yeah. Were they Redwoods? Yeah. For us. Well, that's what they called them. <laughs> <laughs> you and I are gullible. We believe anything Phil tells us. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, and over here, this is where we're like, oh my God, Phil. Wow. This is where Sasquatch is. He has the best name too. His name is Film Majors. Yes. Film Agers. Oh. See? Okay. Well, that, that works. I thought <laughs> Phil Majors, you just like want to salute him or something. It's a uh, good name. I do. He's like a- He's a good man. What was that movie with the, the drill sergeant and the kids? Uh Major Pain. Have Major you seen Major Pain? Pain? Oh, no. I know what you're talking about, though. You watch it back. Oh, didn't age well. <laughs> didn't age well with some of the things We've had saying. this experience so many times from movies like in the 80s or 90s, and then we sit down to show our kids, and we're like, oh, it's filthy. No, we can't watch this. Yeah. But whatever. I don't know. Thanks a lot, Mom and Dad. You know, times are different. I guess so. It was a swing in 90s, you know? <laughs> All right. I'm going to jump right into the questions. Yes. Uh, we have this theme this week of consequences, Consequences, right? yes. So let's talk about consequences for sin. Yep. I've done some crappy stuff. And honestly... Why don't you just air your dirty laundry right now? I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> I would gladly do that person to person. I'm kind of afraid to throw it all out there because I'm sure there's still a lot of people that, that don't 100%. like me, you know? Honestly, uh, like for some of the stuff that I've done in my life, sure. consequences feel necessary. Yes. But then you think about Jesus kind of absolving all sin, Yeah. almost like the consequences being taken. That's I don't a know. great question. Yeah. yeah. And the basis of the question is, does my sin cause consequences for myself or my loved ones? Yeah. It's a great question. Um, many layers and probably the need for some of us many years of counseling, not a short podcast. 
but there's a massive difference between forgiveness and what was your word? Absolving consequences. So consequences are just often what consequences are. You know, it's when my kids were little, I'm trying to teach them of consequences um, from things as silly as don't touch that hot stove. And when you do, you jerk your hand back. There's a consequence. Now you're going to have a blister. Like there's just consequences for all kinds of behaviors. Specifically, what we were referring to um, out of Genesis 3 is we we were created for relationship, relationship with God, with ourselves, with others, with creation. And there are consequences to all of those relationships. The consequence with God, you see it in Adam and Eve, there's a separation. They were once sort of like in complete intimacy. I mean, it's a weird metaphor maybe for us, but it was um, sort of pictured in they're naked. And that was this like being vulnerable and authentic before God. Now they're hiding. The consequences is there's a separation of the intimacy, a division in their relationship. Consequences with ourselves. Um, it's just the wrestling, the striving we have within ourselves with others. Adam and Eve's relationship is strained with creation. The ground is cursed. You see thorns and thistles are going to grow. Like they, they weren't, the land wasn't supposed to produce thorns and thistles. My uh, lemon tree wasn't supposed to have thorns that prick me every time I want to get a lemon. Um, my joke earlier with you was there weren't supposed to be mosquitoes. Like they're, they're like, they, maybe there were insects, but they didn't bite us, you know, but the ground is cursed. Creation is cursed. So there's consequence. Anything that we do that is a sin, um, and again, the reminder, sin's not just doing a bad thing. Sin's not trusting God. Uh, sin is sometimes described as missing the mark, not completing what you started to do, um, a, a betrayal of trust. Um, there's consequences. The consequences may be relational. Uh, distance. The consequences may be pain that we cause others. The consequences may be guilt we cause ourselves. Um, forgiveness doesn't necessarily change all the consequences, but it may change the heart of the person. It can change like relational uh, discord there with apology, with repentance, with confession. Those things can change, but lots of times there's still consequences. And so if, if, if you do a, a sin that is something, let's say, illegal, God can forgive you, but you still may go to jail. And those two things are like hand in hand. You can you do something illegal. You can say, I'm sorry, God, please forgive me with a like a really you mean it sincere heart and God will forgive you. But you're still going to go to jail. And so you're still going to face the consequences. And so I think we just have to be careful of, of, of putting those things in the same place. But in his mercy and in his grace, um, God specializes in this gift of just uh, forgiving us and helping us face the consequences. That's part of it is he gives us the grace to face the consequences. Um, and we don't, we don't like this part of the story. And I think Man, I I think in this season I feel like we're a lot like Adam and Eve. There's a lot of blame. There's a lot of pointing fingers at at one another. Um, all the while, like like we talked about in our last podcast, there is this enemy Satan that's at work that's trying to trick us and to deceive us. Um, now Eve just blames him as an attempt not to take personal responsibility, but like sometimes we just need to take responsibility and face the consequences. And, um, and ask for mercy in the midst of that, but also say, thank you, God, that you still forgive us. And thank you, God, 
that um, you can take some of the pain away from the sins and the mistakes that we make. So I should run for my life. No, I'm not. <laughs> the question is, do you run to God or away from God? That's the question. Like Adam and Eve, the, the difference is at one point they would have ran to him. Now, post-sin, they run away from him. Yeah. They run away from the one who actually wants to help them. I think of student debt when I think of consequences. I know that sounds weird, but... Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a great example. Yeah, because it's like, you know, when you're taking out loans for school, you don't really... You don't, you honestly really don't believe that money's even real. You know, you're just kind of <laughs> yep. going through the, I'm speaking for myself here, not everybody. Right. Um, and then you finish school and you go, oh, it's real. <laughs> and somebody totally. wants it. Totally. It feels like a, it feels like a consequence in a weird way, but it's also one of those things where, you know, at some point I had to tell myself, you're going to pay this off mm-hmm. because you wrote the check and you signed the documents. Yes. You can't just run away from it. Totally. You know? Yeah. And we live in a world that just wishes somebody would come and absolve us from the decisions and the choices that we made. And it's like, that's not real life. Even if a president does decide to forgive you of all your student loan debt, that's not real life. Um, And so there is a facing the consequence. And sometimes maybe even with sorrow, oh man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. Maybe a better example is credit card debt. I wish I wouldn't have done that. But, But those are still in a category, you know, that, I mean, there's not really forgiveness. Um, there may be lack of wisdom and all that kind of thing, depending on your circumstance. Um, so it's a little bit of a hard comparison to what we're talking about in the consequences that are specifically relational mm-hmm. that we're talking about. This is more transactional. Um, but I think it's a good example from the standpoint of you made your own decisions. Now you have to deal and face them. And, and you can't put that off on someone else to take responsibility for. For me, I don't know about you, but for me, it felt like crossing an adult milestone going, yeah, no, I actually did this and now I need to live up yeah. to it. You know? and, and you made the decisions when you maybe had more of a childlike mindset. Like, mm-hmm. well, I got to do this. This is what everybody does, right? Mm-hmm. It's what the crowd's doing. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Look what I've gotten into. Shout out to Dave Ramsey. Hey. <laughs> the Bible ends and begins with imagery of a garden. First of all, what's up with God and gardens? Uh, but why do you think that is? Because I think of uh, my personal favorite, most emotionally tied to moment in the Bible is Jesus in the Garden of yes. Gethsemane. Yeah. So I don't know. For me, if you look at the the chronological order, it's almost like beginning, middle, and yeah. end, all crucial in a garden. Yeah, I love that. A uh, couple things pop into my mind when you ask that. First of all, just to be really clear, Revelation 22, it's sort of a garden city. It's both the the imagery of a river with trees, but also flowing through a city. So it's got both elements. So it's a, maybe a little bit of a mixed metaphor. There's a couple thoughts. One of them is based off of something that I heard not too long ago in a, in a podcast. And they were talking about, in our modern day, how far we've gotten away from like land. Land matters in the Bible. Throughout Scripture, the land, um, whether it's the promised land, inherit the land, new heavens and new earth coming down, land matters. And for me, it's like thinking through, like, I can grab my phone right now. I can order food to be delivered straight here to Studio G, <laughs> and I don't have to have a dollar on me. 
I don't have to have a clue where did that food come from. There, It's so transactional, and I'm so removed. Literally, I don't even have to see the person who delivers it. They'll text me when they drop it at the front door of our church. I'm so, it's the most impersonal thing you could possibly ever imagine. Um, it's not even human. Like if I'm by myself, I could literally order food, not talk, not see, not anything, another person. Something about like the garden, I think gets us back to being rooted in our humanity. Like it's real people, it's real life, connected to the dirt, connected to the food source being there providing. It, it's like it gets all these sort of relational things stirring. Um, Adam and Eve are with one another. Revelation 22, we will be with God and God will be with his people. That's that's chapter 21. But there's just this unity and we'll reign with him forever. That's chapter 22. It just gets us back to what were we created for? We weren't created to be in Studio G all by ourselves, disconnected from the world and disconnected from others. And so I think part of it is it just reconnects us to our humanity. I think another part of the answer is the Bible is written to an agrarian society. So like if the Bible was literally written in 2023, I don't know. Is the garden still the image that would be used? I don't know. But, you know, thousands and thousands of years ago— um, and then a couple thousand years ago when Revelation is sort of put together, um, there's still an agrarian society. So everything is from the earth. It's, it's, it's hands on, um, you know, technology at that time is like a cart. So instead of carrying it, you have this wooden thing with wheels, you know, it's like, it's just minimal, um, at best. And so Scripture is using a metaphor and an image that is just common day, everyday life for them as well. Um, and so it's getting back to the basics. It's getting back to the the roots. And um, I think garden just provides this beautiful image that God is not just a uh, a king on a throne. Although that imagery is there, Um He's not just a warrior with a sword in his hand, though that imagery is there. He's also like a gardener, cultivating, bringing life, helping things to flourish. Like a garden left untended gets weeds. It's less fruitful, but a garden that has like um, a vine dresser is what he's referred to at one point, or a, or a faithful gardener, you're getting the best out of that. There's flourishing. There's life. And I think that's one of the images that for us, God wants to be um, at work in our lives and our lives aligned to him so that we flourish and, and things come to life, the fullness of life, a fruitfulness that we could only have when we're in him. And there's purpose. There's a purpose. Like a garden requires work and it's good and it's helpful. And he's like, your life is to be about something good and beneficial for the sake of others as well. I was just thinking, this is, uh, you, I know you don't like when I go back to sports for a second here, but if you just humor me for a second, Pastor Aaron. All right. I just, as you were uh, talking about garden and cultivating and beauty, and um, I thought of like every playing surface of a sports field mm, for some yeah. reason. I don't know why. Wood. But, yeah. Well, <laughs> not that sport. That's Hard not wood. <laughs> Grass. Football fields, soccer yeah. fields, baseball fields, these very intricately manicured surfaces that yep. have to be for the cameras, right? Interesting. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's going to make the episode, but that's what popped in my brain. There you go. Gardens. 
<laughs> You're going to be a gardener. I can feel it. Hey, Retirement. I have, I have a few trees. I'm, I'm doing my thing. I'm trying more. I think you're going to be more on the garden route than the farmer route though. I, I, I yeah. Farmer Aaron just doesn't have a ring to it. <laughs> <Farmer Aaron. laughs> we should make t-shirts. That'd be great. Uh, all right. That's all I got for questions this week. Okay, good. But do you have a positive story of the week? I do. And you know what? In a way it's about the restoration of creation. Well, bring it on. All right, here we go. Positive story of the week. Once biologically dead, the River Mercy in England is the best environmental story in Europe. That's the title. Wow, that's saying a lot. A river in Liverpool, England, which is home of the Beatles, by the way. Mm, shout out. Was heavily polluted over the years starting in the Industrial Revolution, but it's sprung back to life in recent years. This is the River Mercy. Uh, it's home of the Liverpool docks the largest enclosed dock system in the world, which Herman Melville described as comparable to the pyramids in size and construction. Interesting. Moby Dick writer, yes. Herman Melville. This is a quote. Everywhere else in nature is in decline, but the mercy, the wildlife-ometer, is in the red, and it's got loads and loads to go, said Mike Duddy, a senior project manager at River Mercy Trust. Humpback whales were recently seen in Liverpool Bay for the first time since 1938. Whoa while the Mercy itself has also welcomed back otters, salmon, octopus, purpoi? <laughs> Porpoises. Porpoises. What's that? A dolphin-like oh. thing. Oh, mayonnaise. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and seals. Uh, cool story. And to me, a reminder that the earth is full of life if we let it breathe. And restoration. Let God, let God do his thing. The positive story of the week. I love he made up a word, wildlife-ometer. Oh, I thought he made up porpoises. <laughs> that was a copy and paste moment right there. Did you That's see that? okay. But there we go. There you go. Positive Wait. story of the week. Way to go, England. Way to go, the Beatles. Good job. That's Good it. job, Jared, finding. Digging yeah. through the treasure trove of the internet. Yeah. Well, Jared, it's been great being with you once again. Ditto, Pastor Aaron. And Video Guy Jared. And I will be back next time with another episode. We'll see you next week, y'all. Just kidding, we won't. We'll see you in a couple weeks, y'all. We'll see you soon, y'all. Hillside has been in Rancho Cucamonga for over 40 years, and we invite you to join us on Sundays at 9 or 11 a.m. You can also go to hillsidechurches.com to watch the messages live online or watch from our Hillside Community Church app, available right now in the App Store. For more weekly content and to stay up to date, follow us on social media at Hillside Churches on both Facebook and Instagram.